Puzzled by PJ Nichols, read by Phoenix, Sage's father. This book and reading is dedicated to Sage Sunset Taylor. Chapter One. While fiddling with a couple of 20-sided dice in his left hand, Peter took another glance at the clock above the blackboard. It now read 1.36, only three minutes later than the last time he had checked. As always, Peter was incredibly bored by Mr. Pendleton's grade seven geography class. Isn't it amazing, Mr. Pendleton said. Doesn't the complexity of nature just fascinate you beyond belief? Peter's teacher seemed obsessed with teaching simple and easy concepts and stretching out the explanations as long as humanly possible. Today, he was trying to illustrate the difference between a tsunami and a tidal wave. In an attempt to make it easier to understand, he had drawn dreadfully awful sketches for his audience of uninterested 12-year-old boys and girls. So, as you can clearly see, Mr. Pendleton continued, these are two completely different things. You would be shocked to know how many people, even grown-ups, confused the two. Speaking of tsunamis and tidal waves, Peter looked up at the clock again. Soon, somehow, it had only managed to move ahead by another four minutes. That meant he still had 20 minutes here, followed by an hour of an even more boring math class. Peter was by far the cleverest student in the class. He was actually the top grade seven student in the school and most likely had one of the highest IQs in the entire town. His mind worked like a supercomputer, easily understanding even the most complex things. When he was nine or 10 years old, he had tried over and over to help others see how easy it was to learn but he had given up on that by the time he turned 12. Since school provided nothing interesting or challenging for him, he kept his mind busy by playing complex games and solving puzzles and riddles at home. To try to distract himself from the clock, he started looking around the room at the other 23 students. In particular, he focused on the girl sitting two rows in front of him, Nicola had been attending the same schools as Peter since they were in kindergarten, but she but she sure had changed in the last few months. She was much taller and thinner now, and exactly 87 days ago, had shown up at school with braces. Hmm. Peter and Nicola used to play together when they were in elementary school, back when no one cared about whether their friends were boys or girls. They even walked together to junior high for the first few months, but a new school meant new friends. And Nicola's new group decided that Peter was too weird and geeky and that she was better off staying away from him. His daydreaming was brought to an abrupt stop by Mr. Pendleton. Peter! Could you please rejoin us all on planet Earth for a minute? His teacher said. We would be very gracious to hear, in your own words, what causes a tsunami, not a tidal wave, a tsunami. Peter was fairly embarrassed 
that Nikola was now looking his way. So he got ready to give a textbook answer to the question, one that would cause no giggles or glares. But just as he was about to speak, his elbow accidentally bumped the dice off his desk. Come on, Peter, Mr. Pendleton said. You know you are not supposed to bring toys to class. This caused at least half of the class to start laughing. The exact thing Peter had been hoping to avoid. Red face, he bent down to pick them up. But just before his hand got there, the kid sitting in the desk behind him decided to kick them away. You heard him, the kid said. No toys. They rode a couple of meters and stopped directly under Nicola's seat. She picked them up right away, but wasn't sure if she should return them to Peter or give them to Mr. Pendleton. Nick, what are you doing? What? One of her ditzy new friends asked loudly. I wouldn't touch those if I were you. You don't know where they've been. Nicola spun around to look at Peter, but he was already staring down at his lap. She'd known him for a very long time and didn't like seeing him suffer like this. Mr. Pendleton walked down her row and took the dice from her hand. Thank you, Nicola, he said. Peter, you may collect these after school today and don't worry. I won't play with them or break them or anything like that. The class had a good laugh over that one, too. Peter could feel his face getting even redder than before. He had a very pale complexion to begin with, and it quickly changed color whenever he got even slightly anxious. His current level of embarrassment was enough to make it almost purple. With the dice ordeal finally over, Mr. Pendleton got ready to continue his lecture. But for some reason, he couldn't recall where he had left off. Now, where were we? He asked himself out loud. Hold on a minute. Everyone, I need to check my notes. Mr. Pendleton started filing through the mess of papers on his desk. And while he searched, students here and there began chatting quietly with each other. Then the bell rang and everyone packed up and headed out out of the room. All 24 of them were going upstairs to math class next. Peter joined the procession. What surprised him was that Nicola grabbed the dice off the teacher's desk on her way out. Of course, she did it in a way that none of her new friends noticed. The end of chapter two.